John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. John, it's the High Game Podcast. The High Game Podcast, Sunday edition. Yeah, that's a weirdy looking guitar today. Probably one of the strangest guitars you've ever seen. Yeah, maybe. It's definitely up there. It kind of has a similar body shape to the Eastwood we recently did. It does. It has that Mosrite shape. I would say it's exactly one of those guitars. Is that correct? Kind of. What do we talk about here? We talk about guitars. Yeah. We talk about effects. Oh, yeah. And whatever we have handy. Today, we're not going through an amp. We're back to our Strymon Iridium pedal. Sure. You've got the preamp Mark II back on the board. Yeah. I put that back up there for some dirt. Yeah. And I put the Catalin Bread Bell Epoch Tape Echo back on the board. Sure. I've been messing around with effects doing stuff. Sure. So my board got wrecked. Yeah. I had to hurry up and put it back together for this. It looks pretty good. This is a slide guitar, Ed. Uh Uh-huh. You'll notice. Yeah. I did not say this is a lap steel. You didn't. Because it's not. Okay. This is what's commonly known as a stand-up steel. Okay. You can put a strap on it and stand up. Yep. And the fretboard 
remains at an angle where you can still play it. And see it. The right. fretboard is angled up towards you at about a 45 degree angle. Weirdy style. Yeah. How many strings are on that? Well, that's a funny thing. Yeah? This particular one was made for nine, but whoever had this one has modified it to six. Huh. Okay. There are all different kinds of tunings available sure. to you, depending on how many strings you've got. Yeah. I guess whoever had this one wanted just six. say maxo bar it says mellow bar mellow bar okay. this is a mellow bar ed where are we recording from john seattle washington beautiful west seattle snowy it has been snowy kind of all week yeah we may get more watch out i don't know that it's ever come up on the show that i had a window that i needed to get replaced yes because the seal broke and it fogged up and we look like that house with the fogged up window you don't want to be that guy so that turned into, let's get a bunch of replacement windows. They went to put them in and they called us and were like, hey, we were looking at your house and we think there might be asbestos in your siding. Yeah, turns out 1908 house, our siding has asbestos in it. Sweet. So replace a single window has turned into effectively total house replacement. House do-over. Yeah, this started in the summer. We were all ready to go, and now it's snowy, rainy, cold, and they're going to be pulling all the siding off. You know, beautiful West Seattle. Beverages. Beverages, Ed. That was pretty close to an E. E minor 7 flat 5, sure. Yeah, right? That's how you play that. Yeah. I've got a uh, cup of coffee, black coffee, in a kind of handmade mug that does not have a crow on it. Right. I went away for Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. brought the crow mug, and left the crow mug there. But my brother saw it and grabbed it. If I were him, there's no way I'd send that back. I'd be like, sweet new crow mug. All the Kilteca boys, they're stand-up dudes. But still, that's a pretty sweet crow mug. I'll probably be a little off on my beverage game, what with this crappy not crow mug. I got a Ourobora. Viewers should know. Yeah. Ed, two weeks in a row, has a beverage from a can. Yeah, it's not my normal deal. Ourobora. Yeah, it's got some cool art on it. It's a peppermint, watermelon, sparkling water. <sighs> with real peppermint extract apparently i gotta tell you yeah that doesn't sound good hello world from the land to your hand meet Ourobora. i think it's lovely where are they from san francisco oh it's a tech beverage ah what about you i've got a body armor light <laughs> cool 
blueberry pomegranate. But what I can't figure out is, is that body armor like the clothing company? That's Under Armour. Never mind. That guy's a piece of work, the Under Armour dude. I've heard that. Yeah. Strings way off the fretboard. What are you going to do with this thing? Play slide. What else? Nothing. As I mentioned, this is a mellow bar stand-up steel. Is that the brand? That is the brand. Okay. You notice right away that the neck, that angled piece that allows you to play more comfortably while you stand, mm -hmm. is mounted to an actual body. The body is shaped like the Mosrite. Mm -hmm. That's no accident. No. This is actually a Mosrite Ventures 2 surplus body. Oh, no kidding. Wild. It doesn't have the German carve on it, though, so it's it like pre-German carve, just the slab. Why would they bother? Yeah, if it's just a surplus body. Had it been not surplus, they would have German carved that slab, right? I've got to think so, yeah. Oh, and wild. And this thing actually does have two Mosrite pickups in it. We love the sound of those things. That was the other question I had was, what are those pickups? Because they sound pretty great. Yeah, so if I go to the neck pickup, that's yeah. what that is. Bridgiest as possible. Tone all the way up. Okay. Tone down. Tone down. I'm going to turn that back up. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. So how does this all start? Mellow Bar. So they get bodies from Moe's, right? And who's Johnny Mellow? Johnny Mellow is a guy named Walt Smith. Walt Smith. Mellow Walt Smith. Yeah. Born in 1920. Oh. In Northern California. He showed himself an able musician from an early age, mm -hmm. took classical piano lessons, and excelled but fell in love with the country and Western swing and wanted to learn guitar and slide. That's what he wanted to do. Okay. And excelled at that, all of which pissed his father off. Mm. His father was a fancy pants businessman. Sure. White collar. Yeah, white collar. They belonged to the country club, all that kind of stuff. For some reason, little Walt didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Little Walt was constantly sneaking off onto farms. Hey, can you show me how to ride that horse? Can you show me how to rope with that lasso? Show me farm stuff. Mm. And he became in love with that for the rest of his life. His dad hated that idea. This is probably depression-y time, right? Yeah. He's a 15-year-old in 35. Yeah. He meets and marries his wife, Babe. Babe is a good name. And moved to Arizona to grow cotton. 1939. Arizona. To grow cotton. The government at that point uh -huh. was starting to pay people to do that. A lot of states. They're maybe big and have all kinds of different... Climates? Yeah. Ecosystems? Yeah. Agricultural right? zones? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I picture cotton as Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, down there, Arizona. I picture in my brain Breaking Bad Desert. I don't picture a lot of cotton growing there. 
eventually they're not into that and they move back to California. <laughs> that feels like one of those things like, oh, I'm white collar and dad is like going off to work every day. And so you romanticize the other thing. Oh, farming. You get to fuck around with horses and right. put on boots and maybe have a gun. Right. And then you go out and actually start doing some farming in Arizona. Maybe the grass is not always greener. This whole time, he's continuing to play guitars, and he starts experimenting with them, particularly slide guitars. Sure. He's become really proficient, really good. So he starts work on a lap steel that you can play standing up. This is the mid-50s. He thinks there's got to be a way to do this. Why do you always have to sit down? What year is this? This is the mid-50s. He's starting to ideate about this. That makes sense. Mid-50s. Electrics are becoming enough of a thing. Well, he's in good company. Okay. People he's just kind of spitballing with, mm -hmm. throwing ideas back and forth, picking their brands, that kind of thing. Sure. One is Leo Fender. Okay. What's Leo Fender up to? Leo Fender? Yeah. He's doing stuff. What about Walt? Born 1920. He's 102 years old. Oh, oh, I love it. We lost him in 1990, along with Ed and Rudy, the Dopey Era brothers. Oh, Dopey Boys. Yeah. Both of them? Is that a double donger? Thank you. Double donger. Ed and Rudy were in the shop making resonators. Right. And Leo was spitballing his ideas for what would become the Telecaster. And they all knew each other. And they were all supportive of each other. And they were telling Walt, you should totally make a stand-up steel guitar. That would be awesome. Do it. Mm -hmm. Thing is, Walt doesn't really know how to build things. He knows how he wants them built. Walt knows he wants to be a farmer in Arizona. He doesn't know how. Walt's more an idea man. He's just kind of nailing shit together. You're looking at this pickup selector switch, volume tone, two pickups, and bridge, the nut, the slotted headstock, all of that. I'm sure he could approximate that. I think about it, and the idea of carving a neck and actually having the intonation correct. Really? Could he have? I don't know. Average dude with, back then, some pretty rudimentary hand tools. He grew up eating dirt. He can do anything, right? He grew up with a white-collar dad. I heard he's like, dude who thinks he wants to do this stuff. Well, he keeps hammering out prototypes. He calls them mellow chords. M-E-L? M-E-L-O-Chord. Yeah. Later we know, spoiler alert, he would change that to mellow bar. That was very much also a 50s thing, right? That like mellow chord, mellow bar. I'm trying to think of more examples of it, but I know there's a ton. Aren't there batteries called Rayovac? Exactly. We could probably make up a ton of them right now, like Ed's Funotron. Right, that kind of thing. Finally, in the mid-60s, yeah. he thinks he's got his prototype nailed down enough that now he can take it to somebody and have them build it. He's got a buddy up there in Bakersfield, California. Sure. Sammy Mosley. Mr. Moserite. Maker of the Moserite. Yep. He goes up there and he tells Sammy, I want it to be really good quality and I want the pickups to be well made and I've seen your guitars. I love what you do. Can you do it? Sammy says, yeah, I think we can do it. That neck is wild. You've got a tool up for that. No one's making a neck like that. And I think the whole neck is one piece that's only on there with one screw. 
So Sammy gets started on that. This is the mid sixties now. Mm-hmm. He's using leftover Ventures two model guitar bodies. Sure. Yeah. It's a cool look. And I actually like the not German carve, just the slab, the unfinishedness of this into it. It's pretty cool underneath and around the pickups. And then it wraps around to the side of the neck is an aluminum plate and the controls are mounted through that. Yeah. Also our man Walt. Yeah. thought everybody should learn how to play this. That's why the fretboard on this mm-hmm. has all these markings. Yeah. It's printed with the string names, the sevenths, flats, sharps, oh. note names, diminished chords. So on there, it's identified as how you should tune the nine strings up near the nut. Is that what that is? Yes. Okay. What's that tuning for the nine? It's a major seven. Oh, weird. Open tune to a major seven. Yeah. And then somebody... I couldn't find out if this was done in the factory or what, but it seems to me like somebody would have maybe done it after the fact. Just drilled a hole through the top of the headstock and put a 10th tuner on there, which is, on our example, not being used. Yeah, that looks wild. So everything's going okay up there at Mosrite. Mm-hmm. So in 1966, Walt Smith applies for a patent for what he is now calling the Mellow Bar. Meanwhile, his son, John Selby Smith, Selby... Okay. okay. Is coming of age, hippy-dippy style. What year is this? 67. Walt's 47. Yes. Okay, so how old is he in 67? College age. Okay. He's tramping around the West Coast. Mm-hmm. He's in San Francisco, and he's down in Los Angeles, and he's in Hollywood, and he's got one of these mellow bars that he likes to play, and he's taking it around with him. He takes it unto himself to try to get a higher profile for this thing. He starts showing up at recording studios. Like, hey, you don't know me from anybody, <laughs> yeah. but... Look at this weirdy guitar I got. He loans his mellow bar to the Mamas and the Papas. Oh, wow. The Jefferson Airplane. Okay. Grateful Dead. Okay. This whole episode goes down. Yeah. And it does not end well within the family. Turns out Walt yeah. is not at all into the hippy-dippy. Oh, the rock and the roll. The rock and the roll. Uh-huh. The hippies, the sure. drug culture. Oh. All that kind of stuff. He's a farmer. Yeah. The guy's an Arizona farmhand. Come on. So when he found out that Selby had taken this thing around to the rock and rollers yeah. and was letting the hippies play it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I guess he was not happy about that. Old people are so terrible. Solid generation gap there, apparently. Yeah. I want to think that that got ironed out and everything was fine. Sure. In the long run. 1967, you know what happens? What? There were massive teacher strikes in the U.S. Music teacher strikes? No, probably. Yes. (laughs) Probably music teachers, probably history teachers, math teachers went on strike for more wages, more benefits. You can't get by without teachers, right? So they went on strike and got what they wanted. Cool. Yeah, we figured that all out. Yeah. We haven't seen a teacher strike since. Right. You know what we're not going to see? What? Railroad strikes. Why is that? Because the government of the United States, both sides decided that unions and collective bargaining is a thing that we do not love. We could have decided to give some benefits to some rail workers, maybe more than one day of paid sick leave. They wanted seven. Nope. Railroad companies that have since 2017 laid off more than 20% of the workforce and have decided to offload that work onto the existing workers. Now we're going to cut the benefits for those workers. Government maybe could have sided with the workers. Ed Peterson hates it. I know. You know how much I love it? Not at all. Zero percent. 
It's rent. <laughs> it's rent brought to you by Toy Trans. Yeah. Well, when the teachers weren't strike, mm-hmm. Walt wants to teach Selby a lesson. He's a teacher. You're giving the mellow bars to the hippies and taking drugs and stuff? <laughs> yes. You're going up to Bakerfield and you're going to work in the factory with Semi. That is like... You're going to work. The way this story arc is going, dude went out to become a farmer and, you know, for sure I made it up that he just failed at that because he decided it was actual work. But in my brain, I now have this picture of this dude. Oh, my son did this thing that I don't agree with. You're going to go work. This guy sounds terrible. Hard to know. (laughs) (laughs) And the way I feel like you are painting it is this is the punishment. Oh, I get to go learn guitar building from a master guitar builder. Sign me up. Well, the cool thing was that he gets up there Uh and Uh he's in the factory. Okay. He loved it. (laughs) He thought it was great. (laughs) You got that T120 on the board. Give me a little lo-fi. That's kind of funny. Something that warps the sound will make you sound like you're even a worse slide player. I do like that about a lot of lo-fi pedals nowadays. You know, you've got the T120. I've got the Chase Bliss. Generation loss. Exactly. And uh, it can, depending on how you set that thing, make it sound like you are just strictly worse than you actually are. And that is not a thing I need with my (laughs) guitar playing. What year is this thing you've got? This one we have yeah. is 1967. So Selby could have had his hands on this thing. Yeah. Selby and or Walt. This instrument is 1967, Yeah, which is also the year that Walt gets the patent that he applied for back in 66. Got it. They didn't make many red ones. Oh, really? You could order custom colors, but the primary thing they did was sunburst. So this is a rarity in that regard. I kind of like this red. Yeah, the red's pretty cool. Anyway, he gets his patent, but he gets that patent just three days before the Moserite factory shuts down. Oh, no. I guess old Sammy Mosley wasn't doing so very well Sure. financially. Oh, no. Not the best businessman, I guess. Mm-hmm. He went where his head went. Sure. And I can relate. Yeah. They only made, all told, like 300 of these things in the Moserite factory. And this is one of them. And this is one of them. Okay. Fortunately, the mellow bar manufacturing gets picked up by a company called Rozak Electronics and Manufacturing. It's a portmanteau, Ed. Some guy named Zach. Morris Rosenberg Mm. and Ben Sacco. They were into the guitar thing because they saw the boom in the 60s. This rock and roll, this is a thing. Sure. It's not always what they did. They started out as an agricultural company making equipment. They later expanded into scrap metal recycling. Agricultural equipment manufacturing. Right. And they didn't have anything to do with music until the guitar boom and they started seeing dollar signs. Or maybe they just loved guitars. Maybe. Following their heart. Yeah. Kind of like our friend Walt Smith. Yes. He also tried farming and decided, I'm going music. Yes. The Rosak era mellow bars do not look like this because... 
Of course, they weren't going to be using the Ventures bodies. Way more surfy. They look like a Japanese import. Huh. Okay. They used cheaper tuners. The pickups were made by not Moserite, but also mostly Sunburst. But that didn't last long either. No. In 1970, Walt Smith, he ends Mellowbar. He's tired of L.A. He did not approve of the hippy-dippy drug culture. Is that slowing down in the late 60s, the drug culture and the hippy-dippy stuff? Walt did not think so. He mm. picks up and he splits and moves to Idaho. <laughs> Idaho. Yeah, go to your people. Set up a little compound. There's nice people on both sides over there in Idaho. <laughs> God. <laughs> Love the hippies, hate the hippies, move to Idaho, don't, I don't care. The ghost is going to follow you wherever you go, and it followed Walt. Oh, no. The mellow bar, it's got to live, man. By 1980, he decides. Up there in Idaho. Screw it. Let's make new instruments. Uh-huh. And he calls the company Smith Family Music. By now, a couple of the sons are in on this action. Besides Selby? Besides Selby. Okay. He had five sons. Oh, my gosh. What are you going to do if you're not taking drugs and stuff? What are you going to do? Make stand-up slide guitars. They make one that has a flying V shape. Ooh. And they make one of these that has an explorer shape. <laughs> and I don't know what Walt thought of the rock and rollers picking these things up, but they slowly started to. If you're digging yourself in on I don't like rock and roll, I get it in like the mid-50s. I get it in 1960. I'm starting to get a little side-eye in, like, 1967. Yeah. But, man, if my dude had not turned by 80, come on. I think he was pretty stubborn, old Walt. Good. And that's where that kind of ended up. I already mentioned that we lost Walt in Ugh. 1990. In 1997, what was left of the Smith Company released an anniversary Moserite Mellow Bar like this one. <laughs> I have some bad news for you, Ed. What's up? Try as I might, mm -hmm. I could not find out how much this mellow bar was in 1967 dollars. <laughs> I couldn't find anything. I'm pretty glad because I would mess that up bad. It feels so specialized. You would think it would be expensive. I would think it would be more than a Tele or even a Les Paul. Do you think it would be more than a regular Moserite? It's got the weird neck. But then they don't do the German carve on the body, which I'm sure accounts for a fair bit of the labor. Yeah. And the Moserite, those were pretty expensive guitars. I think I, I got to agree that it was probably expensive for the time. Yeah, that's cool. You got to try it. Try and decide. Is it hello? It is red. Mm-hmm. You can play it standing up, and it's got Moserite pickups in it. In fact, made by Moserite. Yeah, yeah. The Mellow Bar, yeah. buy or deny. I don't want one of these. No? No. It's one of those things where you would buy this to have a conversation piece guitar when your guitar player buddies come over. You know what's cool about it? What? For some reason, when it's upright, mm -hmm. like it would be on a stand, doesn't it look pretty cool? It looks great. The chrome and the white pick guard work together really well yeah it's a great design 
I would never play it. I think I agree with you. I don't think this would be a buy for me mm. for a lot of the same reasons. We have not had a dual deny in a little bit, yeah. I feel like. I have to admit, a lot of it is that it is too much for me. Yeah. See the last half hour of what we've been doing here for examples of how I suck at lap steel. I have just like a normal lap steel yeah. that I can pick up and sit on my lap and do stuff with. Mm -hmm. But this is like big boy. Yeah. It would be lost on me. Yeah. If you're a slide player. You'd probably dig, dig this. Yeah. You'd be way into this. Yeah. So that's the long and short of that. Go to our Instas. Mm-hmm. Go to our Facebooks. Sure. How's Twitter doing? Oh, Twitter's doing great. We still don't have our verified check mark yet. So if you want to spoof us, do it. Yeah. Okay, safe as bets. Yeah. Instagram. Sure. And our web page, thehighgain.com. Oh my gosh. Peruse the content. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. when you're done doing that, go check out the shows on Ruinous Media. Oh, Ruinous Podcast Network of Music-Related Things. Yes, the Ruinous Media Network of Music-Related Podcasts. I was super close. Uh, yeah, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> we belong to them. Sure. They love us over there. And their podcasts are great. Yeah. You do all that, and you're all set. Oh, leave a review on the iTunes. Then you're all set. Then you're all set. Like and subscribe. Yep. Okay, Ed. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.